Selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Learning about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today live with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Uh, you know what? Every, this is weird. It's great seeing you face to face. This is weird being side by side. Let me tell you that. Hey, we're coming to you live from the Outbound Conference. It has been a phenomenal week. It's been such a week, Larry. I've taken so many notes, but the, the best thing about this week has just been seeing Selling from the Heart friends here at the uh, Outbound Conference. And what a great time getting together, learning, encouraging each other. It's just been phenomenal. It, it sure has. And it's just, it's so humbling to see the, this movement grow. Um, I'm so honored to be able to, to walk around in the crowd and people recognize us and say, hey, I just listened to the Selling from the Heart <laughs> podcast. I've been following you guys for a while. That's we appreciate right. you all. We do. And, and it's been fantastic. So thank you, everybody. It's been great to see all of you here. And if that's not on your agenda, you need to put Outbound on your agenda for 2023. Another thing you need to put on your agenda, especially if you are a sales leader, we are, wow, we're just right around the corner oh, can't now. Can't wait. Can't from wait. The breakthrough Sales Leaders Retreat. It's going to be so exciting, Larry. This is where we're going to bring sales leaders together in for one solid day. We're going to bring to them ideas. We're going to bring to them inspiration. They're going to walk away with a massive action plan to help their team succeed, not only for the rest of this year, but as they launch into 2023. Absolutely. We've got Dave Sanderson. If you you know Dave <laughs> Sanderson, if you've hung out with, from, with Selling from the Heart, Dave is going to bring it. We're going to leave with a massive action plan. And I can't wait oh. for you to get to know Holly Dowling. It's going to be so exciting. So if you are a sales leader, you know one or you aspire to be one, come join us, <laughs> BreakthroughSalesRetreat.com. It's October 20th. Come in the evening before we're going to hang out. And that day on October 20th is going to be power packed. You're going to leave fired up and with a massive action plan for sales leadership. So it's going to be phenomenal. Larry, I can't wait to see you there. It's going to be great. Of course. I can't wait to see everybody there. <laughs> All right. Well, BreakthroughSalesRetreat.com. Grab your ticket. Come join us in Texas on October 20th. Well, today we've got something special. We heard from our friend Simon Harris last week at the 2022 Trust Building Challenge, and it was just incredible. It was such a inspirational and idea-packed session, Larry. We thought, We've got to bring this to the entire Selling from the Heart podcast audience. Yeah, you know, Simon's been a big cheerleader. We love Simon Hares, and he brought so many ideas around trust and trustworthiness. Be prepared. Simon Hares brought the trust goods. He sure did. And this is one of those episodes, we say this every so often, you may want to get out a notepad <laughs> or an iPad or whatever you use to take notes. Your favorite electronic device. That's right. Because what Simon delivers here, his perspective on trust is powerful, um, is fresh, and you're absolutely going to love it. So without further ado, 
let's join the recorded session from the 2022 Trust Building Challenge with our friend, Simon Harris. When it comes to authenticity, when it comes to folks who have been encouraging to us around authenticity and brought value to the Selling from the Heart community, we couldn't think about anybody better to kick this off than our good friend, Simon Harris, all the way from the other side of the pond. Simon Harris, welcome to the 2022 <laughs> Trust Building Yay, Challenge. Simon. I'm, I've been looking forward <laughs> to this. Simon's a near and dear friend of Selling from the Heart. I love Simon, and you're going to soon find out why Simon is a kindred spirit of Selling from the Heart. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? Nice to see you guys. Thanks for inviting me. And hopefully this time the internet won't break. That's right. That's right. Many of you may remember earlier in the year with our, our uh, authentic selling challenge, we tried to bring Simon in and it was so popular <laughs> that the internet broke. Yeah, right. Like yeah. Facebook was down. We've beefed up our technology. The Facebook's uh -oh. online as far as we know. Simon's here and uh, it's great to be here at it's great to have you here today, um, Simon. You. And you've been such a champion of selling from the heart and such a voice for authenticity um, and trust out there. It's it's just, I mean, you are the perfect person to bring in here today to have this conversation. So welcome. And Thank you. you know, when you think about trust in sales, like what what does that what, what does that bring up inside your heart and inside your mind? It brings up so many different things. There's so much that goes on when we think about trust. And in fact, if we're not careful, then what can happen is like the word value, it can end up being <laughs> just thrown around. Buzzword. We've, we've had lots of words thrown around in the last few years. And we've had empathy and a bit of pivoting here and there. And, you know, value and trust can fall into that camp if we're not breaking them down into their component parts so that people can really tangibly get a hold of it and say, that's what I'm doing to create trust. That's what I've done. And what I want to do today is to be able to talk about trust in this way. And it's going to tee up everything that's going on in the rest of the week. But I want to, most people, when they start these kind of things, they tend to start off with a story. And I'm a bit over stories. So I... <laughs> Sorry, Bring it I on, Simon. That, should I really? <laughs> so I am a bit, it's like everyone else starting to go, here we go, there's another story. It's like a wedding speech, but really bad. Instead, <laughs> instead, I'm going to start with a game. I'm going to start with a game okay. for you, yeah. and I'm going to start with a game for everyone that's chiming in. So if you brought that in pen, you might want to just answer these really quick questions for me based on trust. All right. Hey, so Simon, so do you want, want Daryl and I to answer these? Yeah, of course. Chip in as well. Chip okay, in as cool. well. Of course, of course, right. course, course, course. So we're all a family together here. Yeah, you see? It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. So question number one, thinking about trust and reimagining trust. If trust is a brand, which brand comes to mind first? Can I, can, I'm going to go, can I yeah, go first? Right. First thing that comes to mind is because I'm a junkie. Starbucks. Right. Daryl? Apple. Apple. Apple, great. So not selling from the heart then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Simon Harris, you set us up. You that set was a total us up. setup. That was a total setup. Okay. That was a let's given. But that's okay. all good. That's, okay. good. that's cool. That's good and too. by the way, if you want to play along, I'm let's see yeah, some of the comments come yeah. in uh, on this too. Because, you know, I see William said Apple. You can chime in on the, the YouTube yeah, yeah. comments on here 
as we play along. So, okay. So we got Question Starbucks two. and Apple. Question, Question two. two. If trust is a car, what are we driving? Honda. Mm -hmm. Toyota Camry. Toyota is my favorite too. So there we are. That's good. It's all very personal, isn't it? It's all very personal. Yeah. Yeah. If trust is a color, what color is it? Ooh. What are you going to well, say, I, I got to go with red. But I know it's not. <laughs> it ain't red, Larry. I know that. I that know means stop. Say, Simon. Means, it's the color of the heart. It's the I'm, color of the heart. I'm going wow. for blue because I wore a blue shirt to the challenge today. So yeah. I'm going to go for blue. <laughs> Kayla says it's purple. William says it's blue. Robin's voting blue. Blue. Uh, yeah. yeah, you got a it friend with blue. Bill and Jackie, though. Bill and Jackie are team players. They both said red. So oh, <laughs> the most trusted color. The, ah, isn't that interesting? Mark Powell says that the most trusted car is Volvo. And when we ask this question in the UK, Volvo is the most trusted car. Yeah. Or we get other German cars that come in. The most trusted color is blue. And if you have a slight oceanic theme to your blue then actually it creates a sense of calming trust. Hence why Serial Trainer 7, my company, is all in these <laughs> colors. <laughs> so calm. And yeah, so calm. So calm. And yeah, I'm not. So anyway, um, if trust is an animal, what is a it? Dog. It's I'm a dog. dog. Got to be a dog. Any a particular lab, breed? Yeah. Labrador. Yeah. My lab, yeah. Number one answer. Number one answer. If, here's a good one for you. If trust is a destination, where are we going? Ooh. I'm going to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Where are you going, Daryl? He's overthinking. Hey, by the way, Simon and everyone, he's really mind screwing this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he doesn't want to get it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was, like, I was, I was going to go to a, like a place. Okay. Uh, then, then now I got to go to a destination. So I was thinking about, actually, I was thinking about the place I wouldn't go, which is Washington, D.C., where I flew mm -hmm. last week. I'd probably go to the library. So I'm going to say library. library. My answer. Okay. My Have you got answer. any answers from the people who are watching? Schroeder's going to Scottsdale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie's okay. going to Maine. William's going to Hawaii. Right on, William. Robin Treasure's going That's to Switzerland. Good. Somehow I think that uh, would be up somewhere. I'm, I'm going to change my show. answer. Uh, I'm going Scott, to Scott. All these guys We're going to Canada. Canada. Love Scott. Yes. <laughs> Actually, the number one answer. Okay. Dan, you're very close. The number one answer is if trust is a destination, we're going home. Oh, that's Oh, that's good. We're going yeah. home. And let's finish with the last question. All right. If trust is any person, then who is it? Mm, it's my grandfather. Your grandfather, Larry? Mm -hmm. I'd say my mom. Your mom. So, boys, not you then. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> hey, Simon. Hey, by the way, Simon, we have full control of this challenge. I'm just letting you know yeah. that. But I yeah. love you anyway. Yeah, I love you too, but I kind of think I have at this moment. No, it's no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just think back to question number one. Question C. So... So let's think about these questions, right? These questions. Yeah, great question. When we think about trust, the real question is not what we trust or who we trust. The real question is how we trust. That's the key. It's not why we trust, it's how we trust. Hmm. And it's that process. It's what goes on inside that creates it 
that enables it, that sustains it. So let's start with, and it's a great way to start the week. Let's start with an ultimate definition. It's a general one that's around, but I think okay. it's really good. Mm-hmm. Trust is the absolute faith held by an individual that another individual will do exactly what they say they're going to do. Hey, you got to repeat that one again, please. Trust is the absolute faith held by an individual that another individual will do exactly what they say they will do. Now, let's think about the words that go to make that up because they link to some of the things I want to talk about today. Absolute faith. There's a lot within that. Someone doing exactly what they say they're going to do. In the UK, we have a product which is called a Ron Seal, and Ron Seal is famous for their advertising campaign. And their advertising campaign is simply this it does exactly what it says on the tin. And that thought builds a lot of trust because it does exactly what it says on the tin. Mm. And here's the thing uh, this is what I love about it is that trust is not that hard to build as long as you do exactly what's on the tin. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> hey, Simon, you just, you brought up some golden nuggets here and, and we just have to just stop for a second because let's just think about this, especially in the sales world, pay close attention to what Simon just said. And I'm a big believer, perception is reality. Mm-hmm. Now think of your buyers and your clients and just mm-hmm. think about what Simon just said. It's not that hard, but yet it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So we have to be, we have to think about these things. And it's important that this perception is played out as well. I don't know if anyone who's watched this has watched the documentary on Apple TV about We Work, the documentary. Oh, yeah. We Crush. We, cr- we Crushed. Um, and there's a quote that's in there where Adam Newman was told, and then he quoted it and said, it's not what you can see, it's who can see you. Mm. Now, if we build that into perception, it's not what you can see in terms of, it doesn't matter if you think you're the most trustworthy person in the world, but if your clients don't believe it, it doesn't matter what you think. So therefore you've got to transmit it. You've got to show it, you've got to prove it. And you only have to do what's on the tin. That's all you've got to do. <laughs> so by doing that, you actually start by building trust. And it's a great foundation building block. But let's think about what I said earlier, how we trust. Mm-hmm. And if we think about breaking trust down and we snap it up and we think about the different flavors of trust, then we can see three different flavors of trust. Mm. There are strong links with trust with the concept of validity. Validity is a state of being whereby things seem logical and factual. They're valid. A state mm-hmm. of validity. Does that make sense? Pretty yeah. Simple. Yeah, absolutely. That's valid. So we've got, <laughs> yes, yeah, valid. It works. Three sets of validity, three sets of trust. They all are in common. First level of trust. Faith-based trust, face-based validity. We've all said this, haven't we? I bought that because on the face of it, Mm -hmm. it seemed like a good idea. 
Mm-hmm. That face level, that complexion, if you will, mm-hmm. is a very thin layer of building trust that we have. And it means that when we buy something or talk to someone who on the face of it seems okay, we are demonstrating trusting behavior. We are trusting in that person, taking mm-hmm. a chance, an instinct, a gut reaction on mm-hmm. whether that person is going to do what they say. It's our starting point. Our second level is faith-based trust and validity. And if you remember what I said earlier with the definition, trust is the absolute faith. Mm-hmm. Faith-based trust or faith-based validity. Try saying that. That, think about things we say. I bought it in good faith. You mm-hmm. usually only hear it when somebody has a complaint But imagine that they're buying in good faith. How do you generate that? Because Mm. faith is very deep. Think about religion, faith and hope. They're powerful things. They're linked together. When Pandora's box was opened, the last thing that remained in the bottom was hope. That faith that everything would be good. And that's the second level. The second level of trust. Mm -hmm. And again, on the faith values, on the faith of it, I suppose, and on the face of it as well, Mm -hmm. these both in the recipient demonstrate or evoke trusting behavior. Mm -hmm. But if you want to evoke trustworthy behavior, where you are trustworthy, then you have to go to the third level of trust, which is called absolute context-based trust. It is the fact that you can look someone in the eye and you can say, I've used them. I've bought it. It did exactly what it says on the tin. You won't have any problems. Trust me. It's brilliant. It works. You won't be unhappy. And that, that is the deepest level that we've got. So once we've got this trustworthiness going on, we can start to see the difference between trusting and trustworthy. Trusting behavior is where we take a chance, gut instinct. Trustworthiness is proven, it's experiential. It is the absolute context that we know that product is gonna work. So when you look back at those questions I asked Mm -hmm. you at the beginning, why those cars are your favorites? Why those brands that both you and Larry mentioned that you trust so much, not selling from the heart. So all of those things. Simon, Simon. (laughs) Sorry, it's naughty, but there we are. So when we start to think about those things, We understand how we're trusting it because Mm -hmm. it's either at a level of face, faith, or it's Mm context-based. The good news is, as I mentioned earlier, it's all about making sure that we're doing what we say on the tin. Let's just wind back. We know that the world has changed massively in the last few years. However, I just want to hang my hat on something that someone you know very well, Shari Levitin. I mean, that uh-huh. woman is, is, I could watch her all day. She is amazing. Everything that comes out of her mouth is gold. Maybe about 18 months ago, she posted about this concept called comparative expectation. This process that people are going through and the things they value above price. And Shari said these three things were, number one, service. Number two, speed. Number three, security. That's where trust is lying. Hmm. The speed, do it the speed you say you're going to do it at and then do it even faster. That's going to build trust. Give great service. That's going to build great trust. 
And going the extra mile is so important. It really is. But let's just pause there a second. Would you like to see what the extra mile looks like, chaps? Ah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, but but really quick, I'm so glad you said that, Simon, because I'm a big fan of what's forever old is forever new. Mm -hmm. And you pick up any Napoleon Hill book Mm -hmm. and one of the laws of success is Mm -hmm. going the extra mile. Mm -hmm. I I love it. Just keep going. Well, the the old adage is, of course, that you should always go the extra mile because it's never busy. But what That's I want right. you to do, chaps, for me, and maybe everyone watching can do this. Are you ready? I'm going to yes. show you what the extra mile looks like. All right. Daryl, Larry, please raise your right hand. Now push it up as far as you can. Now push it two inches further. Why didn't you do that in the first place? <laughs> it's, a, it's a great question. I mean, I really did want it to be in the frame, but yeah. You should have been standing on your chair. There's more. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, going the extra mile for someone, Mm -hmm. people often say, well, what does that look like? Well, I'll tell you what it looks like. It's the extra two inches. Yeah. It's the extra two inches you're going to give to somebody that's going to make them remember you. And it can be the smallest thing that you do. And those extra two inches are going to make all the difference. So having extra two inch conversations, extra two Mm -hmm. inch actions, extra two inch habits, all of those things. If we think about what Jeb Blank says when he talks about just one more, that's the extra two inches that you're doing for yourself. So Mm -hmm. what do we do? So when we think about what Shari is saying with service, speed and security, we've got to think about how we make people feel secure. How do we make them feel secure in us? Well, let's just place this out there right now. Sending out a load of emails and just hiding behind email, it's not going to do it. It's not going to do it. And in some cases, just picking up the phone all the time is not going to do it either. But maybe you need to do something more. And you know as well as I do, chaps, that I'm the biggest advocate of video. Mm -hmm. Video is such a thing that it's going to build massive layers of trust. In the UK, people are still a little hesitant of jumping on it because, you know, we're very polite. We want to worry about what people think. But we know that when you can see somebody, you can see them on screen and they're talking to you and using your name on a video message, they are talking to you and only you. You can see their actions, you can see their body language, you connect with them because it's another individual. But most importantly, the trust building thing is that when you are making that video, if you're doing it right, you are looking down the lens of that camera, which means you are holding eye contact And Mm -hmm. that means that that individual feels a connection. Mm -hmm. And there, right there, is your foundation of trust. And that will probably get you in to more meetings, to more follow-ups, to more more advancement and continuation conversations than ever. But you've got to get over the fact that, yes, your voice is going to sound funny. Listen to mine. You know? Yes, you may not look great. I've got no hair. I wear glasses. So what? You know, if I can do it and it works and I've won business from it, it's amazing. You just got to get over it. And yeah. I often say to people, you know, if you don't feel that it's the right thing for you, just check out your Instagram and your TikTok. You're happy to post yourself on there on video. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you do it? Because <laughs> you you're trying to build trust. Yeah. So therefore, when we think about building trust, Let's build it into the salesperson's role. Let's make it really tangible, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, and this is definitely pen and paper moment, for me, it's about one word. It's about quality. Mm. 
And it's more than quality in my world. It's about the phonetic spelling of the word quality, Q-L-T-Y. Each of those components play a big role in what sales professionals should look, should look like today. Mm. Just take a drink. Mm-hmm. Quality. Trusted. I feel so trusted. I know. Hey, like nice yeti, hey, nice yeti, Simon. I like the color. I know. Yeti is so good. I think one of those selling from the heart ones in black. It could happen. Anyway, could happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah hey, red, Simon, I'm just it? rubbing it in. That's yeah, it's not red, happen. though, is it? So, <laughs> anywho. <laughs> Yours will be. Yes, uh, so, actually. quality. Q-L-T-Y. Quality. Q-L-T-Y. Now, let me break this down because these are the components of the individual sales professional. The Q of QLTY, the quality sales professional, Mm -hmm. is indeed the word quality. Okay. How do we define quality? Everyone thinks they know what it is. The true definition of quality is it's the relationship between excellence and relevance. Mm. Quality is defined by the relationship between excellence and relevance. That means you have to be going the extra mile and delivering something which is very, very fine indeed to the highest standard. And not only that, it's not about being different. Everyone says they're different and they're not. It's about being relevant. It's about being now on the money. What you're doing with companies who are just like those other people and how you're helping them now and what you're doing to give results. That's your social proof. Yes. That's going to build trust. So how do we then take that further? Well, the L of QLTY quality is luck. And many people don't believe in luck. Many people believe they make their own luck. Well, when I look at luck, I look to the sports world. And the sports world have some very interesting thoughts around luck. I was talking to a triathlete here in Bath, where I live, up at the university. And he said, for us in the sports world, luck is something that we have control over in one element. Luck is defined as the relationship between preparedness and opportunity. So that when your opportunities arise, you are very well prepared for it. And even if they don't arise, well, at least you were prepared. So let's put that into sales context. I wonder how many sales professionals out there have had this conversation. The client says, it's really interesting that you're calling us at this time because we were only talking about products like yours just last week. Oh, it's happened to everybody. Boom. Now, if we take what Grant Cardone said, he said in his sales statistics that 2% of sales are made on the first call and only 2%. He said that 80% are made on the eighth to 10th call, which means we've got to keep going. But the reason that we get those 2% is because the planets were all aligned at the right time. So that sales professional may come off the phone after winning the business and say, my goodness, that was so lucky that I called them at that time. Luck had nothing to do with it. An opportunity landed and you were prepared for it. Mm -hmm. So therefore, when we think about luck, luck's going to play a really, really big role. So you've always got to be prepared even if you don't use it. It's a bit like going into a presentation. You're going to go in, you're going to do your presentation, (laughs) not on PowerPoint, I hate PowerPoint, but you're going to go in and do your presentation. You've got lots of information so you can scale up or scale down. And the fact is you might have to put loads of effort in and it'd be for nothing, but at least you were prepared because the opportunity might arise where somebody could ask you a really tricky question. Yep. 
So therefore you were prepared. So QLTY, quality, excellence and relevance, luck, preparedness and opportunity. The T of QLTY is the whole reason why we're here, trust. So we have to be thinking about trust and we have to be thinking about the standard measures of trust. Mm -hmm. The standard measures of trust being credibility, reliability, consistency, intimacy, vulnerability, all the things that go to make it. Now, of course, you have your formula, which you use as well, which you talked about earlier in the intro, which is a fantastic involvement of that and probably more relevant and more applicable. But both of those, both of those equations, both of those components go to make up that element of trust. Mm. And of course, there's all the stuff you have to do for you, which is the why of quality, you. And what do you have to do? Number one, and they all begin with A, you've got to be assertive. You've got to be confident. And how do you build that assertiveness? Number two, by being authoritative, knowledgeable, know your stuff yeah. and know it again and know yeah. even more. Because when people lack confidence, we often find that it's down to the fact that they don't know stuff or they feel they don't know enough. So we've got assertiveness, we've got authoritativeness. If we are assertive and authoritative, we have a strong sense of self-belief. That's self-assuredness, that strong sense of self-belief. Because if I believe it, you'll believe it. And if you believe it, you'll convert. And that's what it's all about. Do you know, chaps, one of the things that really bothers me the most are those people who don't believe that they are worthy as salespeople. Yep. They yep. talk down the fact they work in sales. The minute you start realizing that your role is a direct revenue stream for your organization and a direct problem-solving asset for your clients, you will be proud that you work in sales. And I don't care what other people's perceptions of salespeople are. We are royalty in organizations yes. because we keep businesses alive. Without sales, we have no business. Yep. So yep. be empowered. And how yeah. do we do that? We do it by being the fourth A. Be authentic, be real, just be yourself. Do you know what? I can't stand management lingo. You know, you hear all of this. I do a lot of management training with sales leadership and stuff. And I hate all of that management lingo. You know, I think Mike Weinberg talks about it, you know, reaching out, touching base, helicopter view. Seriously, just stop it. I don't want anyone reaching out and touching my face, as he says. And, you know, <laughs> we just don't want any of that. Just talk to people in real terms. Yep. Make it real. So when we think about the, the you aspect, that's really important, being assertive, authoritative, assured, and authentic. So you put those components together, QLTY, just quick recap, quality, the relationship between excellence and relevance, set some OKRs around what you're doing there. Mm -hmm. The L, how prepared are you for every opportunity that comes up? T, trust, how reliable, credible, consistent, intimate, and vulnerable are you with your clients? And lastly, you've got the why aspect. How assertive and confident are you? How authoritative, how assured, and how authentic are you? If you start doing this, it's much easier to actually put out what I call your CBV, which is called your critical business value. Mm -hmm. Because it's the critical business value that you represent in your business that will solve the problems and help people reach their goals. And remember, value I mentioned earlier is something we throw around. I saw a post recently. And value isn't about giving stuff away. Value is about delivering on your job. 
It's your job to deliver value and that comes with a cost. So it's not about discounting. It's not about giving stuff away. People value things a lot more that they paid full price for than they ever did that they got a discount on. Because That's they right. Had yeah. So when we start to think about all these things, you know, think about what James Muir said a couple of years ago. He said that when you come off of a call, is your next steps going to be just a continuation of what you were talking about? Or is it what he calls an advancement? The advancement is defined as the next call, which actually involves the client putting as much energy and effort into that next meeting as you are. And if they're prepared to do that, then surely you've got some level of trust that's going on. Beautiful. So when we think about trust, I just want to end with just showing you some cards, my trust cards. All Here right. Let's Here's see. Can I, can I pick one? No, there's <laughs> <trust. a> card. <laughs> You'll notice in the word trust, there is a you in trust. You will also notice that in the word trust, there's an us in trust. You will also notice that everything that we trust must be true. You will also notice that if you get it right, you can be a saint. <laughs> if you get it wrong... Your relationship will rust. <laughs> and if you truly are a master of trust, mix it all up and you can strut. <laughs> wow, Larry, what a great session with Simon Harris. I'll tell you, Simon, thank you. The way you invested in us today, that was incredible. What you know, here's what I here's what I loved is at the end is how he broke down on index cards. And it's just Simon's <laughs> cre right. it's just Simon's creativity. This is a watch and a rewatch and a rewatch, but those index cards nailed it around how he broke down trust. Yeah. In fact, if you're listening on audio, this is one to go grab on YouTube. And even <laughs> if you just fast forward to the end and see that segment with uh, with the trust cards. Very, very powerful. And by the way, while you're there on YouTube, do us a favor and subscribe. It helps us spread the message. Well, we've got a lot of exciting things ahead. Of course, the Breakthrough Sales Leaders Retreat coming your way in just over 20 days, October 20th in Fort Worth, Texas. Go to BreakthroughSalesRetreat.com. Get your tickets. It has been great seeing everybody here at Outbound. And one of the things I'm most thankful for, and I know you are too, Larry, is this community of authentic sales professionals is growing around the world. It's so cool. And as you are being, you're a part of it. If you're, if you made it this far <laughs> of the podcast, then you are, then you're a part of the community <laughs> of authentic sales professionals. Will you do us a favor, like, share, leave a review. These are things that help us spread the word. And we've got an incredible lineup all through the fourth quarter to keep you motivated and fired up and focused uh, so until next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, build trust, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.